the Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationships radio show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dzinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey, everybody, it's uh, Greg Dzinski, licensed professional counselor, relationship, and sex specialist, baby. <laughs> and we're live from Metro Detroit here, actually, out of my office and it actually seems like it's been actually seems like it's been a long time since i did a show actually out of my office wednesday night i'm usually down in detroit with rawradiox.com giving them a plug and like to say hello to everybody down there ah you can of course give me a shout uh five eight six Two one two four one nine six, and this is the Art of Relationships Radio Show coming to you from Metro Detroit, Michigan. Welcome everybody! Thanks for tuning in, and as always, much much love and support to everybody out there and the listeners. That's that's why I do this to help. Everybody out there. Now, tonight, going to talk about, I know in the media and everything about uh, uh, gay marriage and everything else, and I'm not even going to get into that because some people can't, um, I want to say, emotionally or intellectually handle that discussion, and I'm not even going to get into that. Um, yeah, I almost did, <laughs> but I won't. Okay, now, tonight, going to talk about, you know, talking with your kids about sex, and I know this very topic creates a lot of animosity, not animosity, I should say, it creates more anxiety, there we go, get the right words, Greg, but creates a lot of anxiety, maybe embarrassment aspects, and you're looking at... What the hell do I tell my kids? How do I talk to them about sex? Do I talk to them? Do I wait till I get marriage? Which I never, ever advocate. I never promote that. We all know research and everything else. Abstinence does not work. Not at all. Right? So, 
And how many people use uh, scare tactics? Oh my God, you might get disease. You're uh, if you have sex before you get married, your freaking penis is gonna fall off, or your vagina is gonna shrivel up, or close up, or something like that. Scare tactics are an uneducated, immature um, way of handling sex, talking to your kids. Like I said, oh, before I get into this. Give me a call, please, 586-212-4196. And it doesn't matter what the topic of the evening show is. You can call me with your questions, comments, any insights I can help you with. That's why I'm here um, doing the show. It's for you out there. So please give me a shout out and... You know, any questions, any comments you have. And Wednesday, I want you to pay, you know, close attention. Going to be talking about, I got a request and about maybe, do you still talk to an ex if you're, you know, in a relationship or maybe remarried, living with somebody, whatever. Are you still talking to an ex? Everyone says, yeah, if you have kids, you have to. I agree. You have to communicate. However, one what is too much, and what happens if you have no ties together, no kids together, and you're still talking in a new relationship? So that's a request, and we're going to talk about that Wednesday night. So stay tuned, and I'll be bringing that to you from rawradiox.com studios in Detroit at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to get back into talking with your kids about sex. And I love this topic. And coming up this week, oh, I forgot about the summer term, and I'm going to be teaching uh, my favorite human sexuality class, uh, college class, certain uh, Thursday evenings. Yeah, this week already. Holy crap. And I love this topic because I get a lot of people that are so embarrassed, and depending on their beliefs, their values, maybe their moral fiber, if you will. And we get to a lot of debate about this topic. What do you tell your kids? Um, what do you say? Do you lie to them? Do you threaten them? Do you put the fear of God in them? What do you do to talk to your kids openly, honestly? And what do you have to hide people, right? Most of it is because we don't know what to do we don't know what to say and maybe we grew up that our you know we didn't have a sex talk not only about getting pregnant and all that stuff i'm going to cover that in a bit because kids are you know very inquisitive <laughs> uh, two years old three years old where do babies come from right ever oh the store the milkman oh wait we don't have milkman milkman <laughs> anymore um they're delivered, right? They come in the hospital, right? And we look at all these aspects, but talking uh, talking about them to your kids can be very scary because, oh, my God, we don't want to traumatize them. We don't want to scare the hell out of them. But we also don't want to come across, right, oh, my God, the worst thing, they better not think we're promoting sex or oh my god that we even like sex or we feel sex is important oh my god we better not ever ever do that not at all so how many people out there have maybe you're at the stage you know maybe your kids are 
old enough. And it does depend what you talk about your, with your kids. It does depend, of course, on your age. You know, are they toddlers, preschool age, you know, toddlers, you know, usually two, three, preschool age, maybe four, three to four years old, give or take. Early school age years is, you know, six, you know, six to seven. You can break it up, you know, six to seven, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12, and teenagers. And we look at the aspect um, for what age group do you pay attention to, right? It depends. You know, I shouldn't say what you pay attention to. You're going to pay attention to no matter what age your kids are, right? And when you're younger, right, you don't even think about it. Then they start asking. Most commonly, what do I call that? Where do I go potty? Where do I go pee-pee? And I heard <laughs> talking to one one lady about her grandkids and saying that's, you know, the one-eyed dragon, that's your petunia. <laughs> you know, they're one years old, whatever. And they're, yeah, they're inquisitive, right? And we'll talk about, you know, what happens, too, if you find your kid playing with themselves if they're masturbating, whatever. They usually do it because it feels good, right? That's why we do it, because it feels good. Now, do you threaten them? Do you say, you know, the old adage, oh, you do with that, you touch it, you're whatever. Oh, God, don't even get me religious on this aspect. Oh, you're going to go to hell. It's going to fall off, you know, the old guys. Oh, you play with yourself, you're going to grow hair in your palms, right? You're going to go blind, right? Oh, my God, you're going to get sick. You're going to have to go in the hospital and get a shot. And that's enough. That's going to scare the crap out of any kid, right? But we have this urge inside of us that we're supposed to control blind. Are you blind, Chip Foo? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Relationship show. It's good to have you on again. Appreciate it. You look at, oh, they're on chat, so no one can hear you. I'm just cloning people in. We look at, you know, these aspects, you know, if they're a preschool age kid, what do you what do you call it? You know, first that's usually the first sex talk you have with your kids, especially young kids, toddlers, preschool. What do I call it? What is it? You know, my brother has that. How come I don't? I what do we do? You know, how come hers is different? She don't have a thingamajiggy, right? <laughs> or what's that? What do you call it? Why can't you? And I talk about this in human sexuality. And these are the cl- not clinical. They're me- medical terms. So why in the hell do you have to call it the one-eyed dragon, the one-eyed toy, the petunia, the flower, the the rose, and we know, ladies, when you get older, you don't take care of yourself. It ain't going to uh, smell like a rose. <laughs> oh, that was just wrong. <laughs> talking about your kids. No, no, but talking about yourself when you get older. And you look at the elements, you know, what is it that you will don't call it a penis and a vagina? That's your penis, that's your vagina. Oh, my God, those are bad names. Those are terrible names. What do you call your lungs, your heart, your arm, your finger, your toe, face, eye, lips? You get my point? That's what they're called. So why don't you start calling them what they are? The medical terminology, right? Penis, a china, 
Hey, Princess Fu, welcome. What? A China? What the hell? What, you're going to break that China dish? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what you tell your husband, Princess Fu. Yeah, just break my China. Anyways, <laughs> China, I'm like, a China? What the hell is that? I thought you meant for a minute. I thought you were going to write, it's a Chia Pet. <laughs> yeah, chia Pet, you need to sort of cut that down a little bit and put hardwood floors, a laminate flooring on that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, going back, you know, what people are so afraid to tell their kids what it is, what the medical terminology is, right? It is called a penis, a vagina. Oh, my God. What happens if my kid, my little baby girl is uh, six years old or five years old? Vagina, China. Oh, I get you. <laughs> Okay, anyways, <laughs> it's so fragile. And <laughs> you look at the, it takes a pounding, right? Takes a licking, keeps on ticking. Ah, it's only delicate one time. Chip foo. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe twice. Going back to the analogy, say, you know, you have a six year old, right? Say they're probably first grade, maybe ending kindergarten, give or take when your kid started school. Right? And they have a prop. Say, you know what, little girl, whatever. Oh, my flower hurts, huh? Why why can't she say my vagina, right? Because what happens is that's what it is. Why would you be embarrassed? And most time the kids will be embarrassed if you're embarrassed. So I'm gonna try to help you grow up a little bit and be a little more mature talking about sex and their bodies with kids. And as the show goes on, I'm going to try to, I'm going to go from the basics, if you will, with younger school kids. And once we get closer to the teenage times, I'm going to get a little more graphic. And maybe what do you tell your kids about sex? Oh, we don't talk about it. Like most of us, me included, you know, I learned it from uncles, friends, and it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't how it was supposed to be, not really that, but the emotional element was out of it. The physical, and I still had no clue what the hell I was doing. Some might say, Greg, you have no clue what you're doing now. <laughs> oh, God, wait a minute, that's not funny. And we look at, you know, the element. Why is it that you shy away from talking about sex and her bodies with your kids. A lot of it is probably your own discomfort, maybe with your own body, with your own sexuality, right? And maybe, yeah, I'm going to slam this. Maybe your religious beliefs that keep you so sheltered and, and sex is, you know, sacred. It's, it's so special. I'm not saying it isn't, but it comes to a point where you put a blanket over sexuality, you put a blanket over your talking. No, I'm not drinking dirty blondes, foo. Not tonight. I'm drinking coffee, actually. Coffee and water. I haven't had it. Oh my god, I haven't had a beer doing a show in a long time. Actually, I think trying to remember last time I did that. Actually, I think it was with uh Sebastian with Avenue. Down at Raw Radio X over a month ago. Um, so I'm trying to be sober. No, I don't drink that much once in a while. 
And I like having a few. But anyways, going back to the subject at hand. Um, what's it take? You know, like I said, religious tries to hit on the fear, right? The fear factor. It's taboo. You better not. It's dirty. It's sinful, whatever. I think that's, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. That's a bunch of crap. And I think it scares people. It gives people a lot of body images, not only body image aspects about their body being dirty, nasty, sinful, whatever, but also emotional complexes that can carry on with you into adulthood. You look at the situation you know, what is it taking to, why, why are you dirtying up sex? Why are you treating it like a taboo around your kids, right? Yeah, there's appropriate. You're not going to go over there, yeah, I just gave daddy a blowjob. I just licked mom. No, you're not going to get into that. People that do that need to be slapped. But you need to get into, you know, maybe specific body and human anatomy aspects and what happens, right? As kids age, of course, you can talk to them more about that. Why don't you call it, you know, like I said, what it is, a vagina, a penis, right? Well, why don't girls have a penis, daddy or mommy, right? Uh, because they don't. That's how we're made. That's how girls are made. That's how boys are made. And I'm not going to get into the element of transgender or anything with those aspects. Um, that's a different element because some people, as you know, with those are, you know, you're born a boy. Physically, I should say. I'm sorry. You're born physically a boy. Anatomy Everything, physiology, XY chromosome, you're born a boy, but it's like you're born with a female brain or vice versa. You're born a girl physically, anatomy, right? However, you have a male or a boy's brain placed in the body. That's, I don't know how I'll simplify it anymore. And that's what happens. And yes, it does exist. They're not freaks okay and we'll get on that maybe another show but when outside of that realm right boys have penises girls have vaginas so call it what it is and what is so oh my god greg i can't i gotta call it her little hoo-ha her little tulip that that's his maybe fire hose uh, right that's his little wee wee that's his one-eyed dragon <laughs> whatever you want to talk about your kids. You need to knock it off, right? You can joke it around when they get older about it, but from the first time you start talking about it, you start labeling body parts. I had a brain fart for a minute. I apologize. You start labeling those aspects, and when your kids start asking questions, right? You need to be honest. You need to fight through your fears. And I'm going to get parents that might be a little more on the conservative side, especially regarding sex and their own body image and their, only, their own discomfort about sex and their own body analogy that um, they're not going to be able to handle this. And I'm here to help you saying it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, oh, 
I never talk about, we never talk about sex or our bodies and our family growing up. And that is a problem. Okay. Now you're going to break that pattern and try to carry on healthy avenues about with your kid, right? You go to a doctor, uh, pediatrician and yeah, my little boy says he's got his fire hose is broken. It hurts. And you're like, huh? <laughs> you know, down there. It's like, oh my God, he's got it down there. It's a big secret. Oh my God. Oh, what the hell are we going to do? <gasps> shh, shh, doctor, you better not say his penis, his genitals. Oh my God. You better not say that, right? My daughter wanted to sit down and ask me questions. That's from Princess Fu on on the chat. Like I said, you can join me on live chat if you're using uh, Spreaker's own app or my show, the Art of Relationships radio show, has its own mobile app too for uh, Apple and Android devices. Also, what else? Oh, on the website too, Spreaker.com. I had to think for a minute, sorry. Or give me a call, 586-212-4196. And we look at, you know, these elements, you know, what's it going to take for you to mature, grow up, become, educate yourself, right? There's so much valid information on the web. You know, WebMD, there's a bunch john hopkins university i can't even i gotta quit talking um sorry about that people but we need to you need to look at those elements and they're good resources on how to talk to your kids about sex and the one thing about it you might read about it you might get insights from it which is phenomenal however you have those insights now transitioning those into real life and how you're going to talk about it with your kid. Those are two separate elements, right? If the more comfortable you are with your own sexuality, with your own body, I'm not saying body image or anything like that. I'm talking about, yeah, you have a vagina or you have a penis, you have breasts, you have boobs, anything about that, right? And you need, you know, to try to transition it and it's okay there's nothing wrong with talking to your kids about their bodies and about sex again you know there's age appropriate yeah i'm not talking about my kids about sex uh freaking ever <laughs> right and they're 20 they're teenagers whatever you're gonna run into problems and you're gonna give your kids hang-ups you'd rather have them learn it from you and what happens if you have a taboo? We're going to get into those in a minute about maybe your taboos versus your kids. And is it fair for you, especially your teens and maybe older teens, right, um, that you try to assign your taboos, what you think is right, wrong, whatever, and you place that on your kids as right or wrong. Now... We'll get into that. I might tick some people off, which, oh, wow. I want people to learn and to raise more well-adjusted kids and teens. And also be okay with sexuality about yourself, too. Um, and we'll get into that, okay? So, you know, we're going on in uh, Princess Fu. Okay, questions about sex. 
And if I only had sex once to get pregnant, and I said, no, I have sex with your dad a lot. And she was like, oh, my God, you like it? And I told her when she is older and in love, she will like it too. Ah, if it's done right, foo, right? And hopefully the the boy, or maybe if she's lesbian, right, um, the person she's with, there we go. The person she's with respects her and wants, uh, you know, is important about pleasing her and being pleased, right? Woohoo! All about that. Good for you, foo. And I know it's very difficult because a lot of times they ask, do you like sex? Now, you're going to get people, maybe they're married, married a long time. I know you are, foo. Um, and you look at the elements that... What I want to say, say your sex life sucks. <laughs> Do you like, <laughs> you know, you're with your partner, whatever, and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to have sex with you no more. You disgust me, you know, and you're still married, living together, whatever. And say your teen asks you that. Do you like sex? And you're going to say, not with your dad, <laughs> not with your mom. Oh, hell no. And all of a sudden, they're going to get a taboo, and we'll get into that. That's going to be cool. We'll get into that a little bit later on this evening into the show. Okay, so number one, I'm running all over the place. I apologize this evening. Number one, call the genitals what they are. They're genitals. They're a vagina. They are, it's a penis, a vagina. Your breasts, when they start developing, you know, the, you know, analogies, right? The euphemism, tits, breasts, boobies, um, tatas, Right, we go all over the thing, right? <laughs> and or you know, boy, you know, guys, right? They're my boys, right? Talking about your nuts, your testicles, right? That's what they are. They're testicles, right? We have enough jokes, uh, euphemisms, analogies, anything. Fun bags. There you go, Chip Foo. <laughs> yeah, don't neglect them. I talked about them on a few shows a long time ago. About don't neglect. The fun bags, ladies, you can lick them and suck them. But anyways, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, with your kids and all that. And do you, you know, first of all, call them by their names. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're called. And I think a lot more people nowadays are a lot more comfortable with this than, say, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh, my God. No, you don't call them what they are, right? Oh, my God. We're scared. We can't bring it up. Oh, my God. Because what happens if they go out in public and say, my penis hurts, or or I got to pee out my penis, mommy, and you're in the middle of a grocery store, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Why? That's what it is. So why are you so tabooish, squirmish? insecure and uneasy about the proper terminology for our genitals, even with your kids, even when they're one years old, right? They might nickname it because they might not say vagina. That's your jaja. What, your jaja hurts? Oh, your jaw hurts. What happened? You got a toothache? No. <laughs> right? It's my vajaja. <laughs> so, you know, some people shorten it, jaja, VJ, vajaja, what else? Oh, my God. That, whatever, you know, that's your tulip, that's your whatever it is, right? 
That's your peach. Oh, God. Got to love that one, right? That's your little peach. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> give me a call. 586-212-4196. And as always, uh, you can join me on live chat, too. We got a few people on there already, and which is cool. So call them what they are with their name, right? As I get older, do you, you know, even with toddlers, right? Toddlers, one year old, they start, they'll start, not all of them, right? I'm going to say a lot, but I, I'm not going to say all. They might start playing with their genitals, with themselves. And the biggest thing, you know, a lot of parents, oh my God, knock it off. Don't do that. Oh my God, that's bad. That's nasty. How dare you? Don't do that. And it's like, why? You do that in private, right? So what's the big difference? I don't want my kid to be a pervert. I don't want him to be a sexual deviant. That's being normal. That's not being a sexual deviant, okay? Don't give your kid a complex. Now, you want to teach your kid about appropriateness, right? I'm laughing. I'm smiling because uh, <laughs> I know so many parents over the past, oh my God, when I, I don't anymore as a lot of people know when i used to work with a lot of kids um younger kids from basically four years old on up and talking to our kids about this you know talking about them with their kids or maybe their foster parents uh, a lot of foster parents i dealt with grandparents raising their kids whatever and when you have that generation cap it's even it's even um you know more difficult because oh my god they don't want to hear it and i worked with a lot of sexually abused kids i mean more than i even want to tell you or even think about whatever you know a lot of traumatized kids and talking about this you know and getting the parent or parents you know talking about or even the kids you know what they have no clue what they are and they get you know they're curious and they they want to know what is it they want to know the real thing and there's no big deal with that be honest that's what it's called just like your lips your eyes your nose right your mouth that's what it's called a penis or a vagina i don't care if you have to say say it to yourself before you talk to your kid okay vagina vagina Vagina, <laughs> penis, penis, pe penis is just a weird, fun way, right? Um, you look at that, it starts at a young age. Do it when they're one. Do it from day one, right? Describe that to it, right? And going back to the masturbation aspect, I, I agree with you big time, Foo, yeah? No, I say do it behind closed doors and explore your body. Food that is phenomenal. Now, are you telling uh, are you telling your husband chip food to do that? <laughs> oh, wait, he's an adult, not a kid. <laughs> you look at the the elements. You know, I agree with that big time. Right? You don't ostracize. You don't bash your kid for playing with themselves and exploring their body, as Foo said. You know. Usually they're going to, kids do stuff because it feels good. Let's face it, and there's nothing wrong with that. You don't want to put a taboo, but you need to, you need to set boundaries. You don't want your kid, right, playing with themselves in front of everybody, right? You don't want them going to school. <laughs> oh, guess what? 
Guess what, Mommy? What did I do for a show until a kindergartner? I show him how to play with myself. <laughs> oh, I'm joking around, but you got to be joking around with a topic like this, right? But I'm also serious, right? You want them, you want them to teach boundaries. And as Princess Fu mentioned, you need, you know, you can say, you know, explore your body. It's okay, but you need to do that in public, right? You can do it in your bedroom, in the bathroom, whatever, right? But it's okay. It's human curiosity. Plus, you know, if it feels good. It can be, they could be touching themselves for physical pleasure. Like a lot of, I love this when I teach human sexuality because a lot of, you know, mothers, soon to be mothers, dads or whatever. What? They're doing it because they actually enjoy themselves? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, because it feels good to them. It's not only exploration and curiosity. That's a big part of it. You know, that's what gets them to start. But once, and you know, after that, the curiosity and everything, it's like something that feels good. It could be relaxing to them. It can be soothing to them. And it also, beyond those aspects, it could be pleasurable, right? So there's, it's nothing dirty about it. There's nothing taboo about that either, right? So you can teach them to go behind closed doors. Now, you want to be careful, right? Because you don't want, you want to make sure they only, if they touch themselves, more, I would say probably more girls than boys just because of the anatomy situation, right? You don't want girls to put anything in their vagina, right? Something might feel good. They can play with them. Just teach them with their hand, finger, whatever. They don't put pencils, crayons, anything, marbles, coins, buttons. Oh, my God. What else have I? Uh, earrings. <laughs> <laughs> They're earrings. I'm trying to think. I, I got a, there's over the year, it's been a while, but there's been a whole list of stuff that um, has been, uh, experimented with with young girls maybe that's why girls maybe gir girls when they turn into freaking late teens and women they freaking love their sex toys so skittles <laughs> <laughs> chip foo yeah skittles there you go skittles bubble gum <laughs> with jaw breakers <laughs> jaw breakers were the first ben wall balls right no <laughs> Oh, boy, we're talking about kids. How sick. Um, but you want to teach them, you know, the girls, you don't put anything in your vagina because it could hurt, you know, it could hurt you. We don't want that. So if you're going to touch yourself, or, and I love how Fu put that, explore your body, you want to do, you know, just use your hand, your fingers, honey. Don't put anything in there, okay? The boys, eh, what do they do, right? You don't want to rub freaking, you know, you don't want to rub, you know, spray bug spray or anything like that, right, in it, in the head. Because some boys, they might try putting something in the tip of the penis, right? We know this. It could be maybe a pencil, maybe a piece of paper, you know, boys were dumb, right? <laughs> and we're curious too, huh? We're going to see if we can fit this damn
pencil in our pee hole <laughs> just because <laughs> curiosity but you want to teach them to you know basically teach them to it's you know your hand your fingers whatever that's okay now you know get it because we want we want to talk about safety we want to talk about health and that starts from an early age as well and a lot of people are getting antsy they're getting squirmish oh my god how can i talk to my kid about this you can you do this if you think about it if you take it from this aspect your own anxiety can you do it because you love your kids because you care and you want them safe you want them aware and because they do this right you don't you teach them again right not only about putting stuff inside them right but also about boundaries with other people you know you don't let them touch you there or whatever right not until you're when you start having sex when you're a teenager 16 15 i know it gets you <laughs> then it's okay to let people touch no <laughs> people are gonna say holy shit greg what the hell am i gonna do <laughs> i'm shutting this off right now oh my god you're going to hell greg yes i am <laughs> I want people to get educated, be comfortable with their own sexuality because it's going to help your kids. Not only are they more comfortable with their sexuality, they're going to be able to set boundaries and maintain them, especially when they get old enough in the sexual ages, you know, teenage and exploring and all this stuff, right? Yeah, it's probably going to happen, parents, so just to give you a heads up. So I want your kids to be informed. More informed they are the better they're going to be able to sort of say no, right? And they're going to set their own boundaries and not give in. So part of this is goes hand-in-hand hand with increasing their own sexual knowledge, their own body image out, knowledge, and along with, you know, medical and physiology uh, aspects too. It goes all hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, it's like uh, the old adage. I haven't heard this in a long time, right? The old adage where boys might lie to girls. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to have sex or I'm going to die. We have to. Boys have to have sex or, oh, my God, they're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God, you got to have sex with me. Look at my penis. It's so hard. And if I don't have sex, it's going to fall off and then I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, boys might lie. They might pull a bunch of shit. So don't get me wrong. There's girls that do that too out there. Big time. Okay. It's, you know, it's pretty much split down the middle with girls and boys being very um, assertive sexually nowadays and fondling and everything else. But, you know, so going back, you know, with the masturbation aspect, again, you're calling it what it is, right? Biologically, medically terminology. It's a penis, it's a vagina, uh, testicles, whatever, right? Or as uh, Chip Fu mentioned, uh, the fun bags, right? <laughs> Teacher, my fun bags hurt. What? <laughs> oh, God. We can make a freaking uh, comedy show out of this. Um, maybe I need to do that once in a while. Anyways, I'm going to take a little breather, uh, take the first break of the evening, and this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Please give me a call. Like I said, it can be on any subject matter you would like, okay? I want to do what I can to help you out. The show is for you. So you can ask, you know, ask any questions. Oops, sorry. Any questions you have, um, 
ask, please, I'm here to help you. Uh, it could be relationship-related, uh, maybe individual self-esteem aspects or some aspects with that. And also, you know, body image, sexual aspects, anything. The show is for you. It does not have to flow or go along with the topic or subject matter of the evening show, okay? That number, again, is 586-212-4196. And I will be back after a few moments. Thank you so much. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Taking a quick break. Thank you. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook.
I start to call myself the Grey Pretender before they tell me why you remember when you used to stand for something more than this. I always think it's happy ever after until it's a complete disaster. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and this is Greg Dzinski, your host, licensed professional counselor in the Metro Detroit area, and a relationship, or primarily relationship and sex specialist, plus uh, grief and loss and trauma as well. And we're back talking about talking about sex <laughs> with your kids and being more comfortable in doing that, becoming more mature and at ease being able to do that. You want your kids educated, safe. You don't want them going into situations, right? And we talked about right before the break about setting boundaries, right? Uh, we talked about health issues, you know, about younger kids, preschool kids, toddlers. You don't want them, you know, put stuff or hurt, you know, put stuff inside them, or whatever. You don't want any problems uh, with that. So you teach them that way. You want them safe, and it could hurt, whatever. So you need to teach them those boundaries and how to handle it. And when they get school age, you know, right around six, or actually five in kindergarten now, kindergarten's full-time now, right, most school districts here in Michigan, you look at, you know, Boundaries about other kids touching you. Oh, wait, if this feels good, I'm going to make little Sally feel good. Or maybe I want little Sally to touch me because it's going to feel good. <laughs> you, you know, it's okay. You touch yourself, but you don't touch other kids, like I said, right, until you're a teenager. <laughs> Ooh, no. And how are you going to handle that situation? Uh-oh, don't touch. So, you know, you want to give them what they can handle at a given age. And I shouldn't say not just an age because we all know you me most people know you know you can have say a seven-year-old and you know you could have five seven-year-olds and they all could be at different emotional uh, do i want to i'll say emotional levels and maturity levels and i'm not talking about adult maturity i'm talking about a seven-year-old's maturity for their developmental age okay you want to give them what they can handle at that given age. That's why I said, you know, each seven, seven-year-old is going to be different. So you give them, you know, basically what they handle, and they're going to get more inquisitive and more questions. And my first response would be you need to be honest, right? Right from day one, even when they're young, like I said, with the medical terminology, the physical terminology, the correct proper terminology, penis, vagina, all that stuff. I already went over that. But, you know, the safety, the boundaries issues are huge, right? Now it gets a little more dicey as we're moving towards what? As we're getting towards (gasps) the danger zone and puberty. How are you going to talk and get your kids ready for puberty? (laughs) What a funny name, isn't it? Puberty. 
Anyway, I always play with that name. It's so funny. Puberty. The change. Oh, my God, right? And we all know the mood changes happens in both girls, boys, right? Boys might be trying to act more big-ass, more like they can kick your butt all the time, right? Girls, well, boys can be moody too, get more angry, whatever. Girls can be emotional. They can be, let's face it, bitchy, moody, crabby. Uh, we all, you know, people that have had teenagers or work with teenagers, been around teenagers, they know, they get it. And this happens for girls. It can start as young as eight, nine years old, believe it or not. You know, the average for girls to start going through, you know, estrogen levels, start pumping everything. You know, average is usually around 11 years old, okay? Like I said, everybody's different. And you look on the element, usually the ballpark ranges. I tell people they have daughters and stuff. You see, yeah, the list does go on and on. You're right. <laughs> You're right, Chipfu. You look at the element to where, you know, when girls start their menstruation, it's usually right around 100 pounds. That's usually the key indicator, okay? Um, age, yeah, age has something to do with it as well. But when you're looking, even girls starting as early as 10 years old, and I could get into that about the hormone and our foods and all that, I think growth hormones are kicking that off earlier and earlier, excuse me, with kids nowadays. Um, but, you know, usually around the 100-pound mark, and, you know, it could be anywhere, we'll say 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, you know, that's usually the marker when they start menstruation, right? Or, you know, usually around 95, 100 pounds is about the average. You're going to have differences here or there. And we all know, um, or most people know, I think, you know, more athletic girls, right? They're in athletic sports, dance, gymnastics, soccer, so whatever. You know, if they're more athletic, they usually have a delayed menstruation cycle when they're going to start, right? Girls that have more meat, or might be a little more weightier or more sedentary, um, they will be probably some of the first ones to start, okay? That's, I think most people know that. If not, well, you're just finding that out. And I want dads to be clued in on this too, especially with their daughters, whatever. Oh, yeah, mom handles a daughter, dad handles a son. But I want, you know, dad to be uncomfortable. Oh, my God, my baby girl's starting her period. Oh, my God, I'm going to run. Where am I going to get Band-Aids big enough? What am I? No. <laughs> Band-Aids, yeah, I'm going to cover that cut, right? <laughs> you boy. You look at you look at the element. Um, you know, I want dads to be clued in and educated. And I think, actually, you know, talk what I say kids, you know, 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-olds on up. Men... They're not, they're, anyways, age is a man, but emotionally they're definitely not. But they're getting more comfortable with this and being okay, you know, with talking about girls and even dance with their daughters about sexuality and about, you know, menstruation when they're getting ready for that, which is, it's cool, you know. They're just getting smarter, maybe the better education out there is helping with that. So that's a good thing. So puberty, right? We all know, you know, what starts happening. The mood changes, and your kids might start having more questions about sex. You know, boys, they usually, they'll start having wet dreams on average, usually around 13, you know. The secondary sexual characteristics, you know, usually for boys, right? They might start growing hair on their armpits, hair on their arms, legs, 
They're nuts, or as Chip Fu said, the fun bags, <laughs> the testicles, right? That's such a manly name, isn't it? Testicles. I wonder if there's a superhero. I'm testicle man. Anyways, um, the sec- uh, secondary sexual characteristics, that's the ones they have for boys and girls both. That has nothing to do with reproduction aspects, okay? Primary sexual condition. Can, oh, sorry, characteristics are the ones that can uh, cause the pregnancy and birth, like uh, the sperm, development of the testes. That's part of it, but the, the not only development of the testes, but when they produce sperm, okay? And testosterone builds up girls' estrogen levels, uh, right? They start going uh, production, or I should say the formation of the ovaries, fallopian tubes, the uterus, all those aspects, you know, are primary, primary uh, sex characteristics in kids. Usually the ones, you know, we notice are, you know, maybe widening of the hips, shoulders for boys. We all know this. But when we talk about sex with the boys, nope, never had a problem talking to her with my daughter. Even when her head is spinning off her shoulders, which is every day. <laughs> hey, Chip Fu, I, I know. I think, uh, how old is she now? I think 14 trying to think if she's four i hope i got that right <laughs> i can't i got a brain fart but it, I, I thought it's around that age but um you look at the elements and you're right <laughs> they're going to be head spinning around everything else like the exorcist and everything oh i got it right oh woohoo <laughs> thanks chip foo <laughs> i don't even know how i got that right but i thought it was somewhere in there anyways yeah 14 Oh, it's full-blown hormone city, and oh my God, and you're living with two two girls, two chip, your wife and your uh, your daughter. Oh my God, I'd need a break. No, <laughs> <laughs> teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I know your wife's getting right. That's I used to like Greg, not anymore. He's a prick. You know? <laughs> um, but you know, maybe sex now is starting to get more development. They know about their body. You know, you're teaching them. You know, what happens with their body? Can you tell your your son, you know, okay, now your penis is probably going to get hard and all this stuff. You've probably been playing with it more and all this stuff. What's going to happen? You're probably going to have a little bit of, you know, what do you want to call it? Depository? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to have, you know, ejaculation could be happening. The wet dreams could happen. Some Because some boys, if they're not, I wasn't. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I, what the hell is this? What happened? You wake up and you're like, you have no clue. And I don't remember talking to my mom and dad. And hell no, was I ever going to bring it up? Oh, my God. I saw it. It's like I wet the bed. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is sticky shit. I didn't pee. What is this? <laughs> so I'm laughing. Oh, boy. Maybe you laugh. Anyways, you want to make it as least embarrassing as possible for your kids, both boys and girls. And you want to educate them and prepare them for what's going to happen, right? You know, girls with their menstruation uh, cycle, what's going to happen? They might spot first, right? Most girls spot you know, lightly first before they get full-blown regular cycles if they're regular. You know, if they don't have any other, you know, polycystic or, you know, some other aspects going on that, you know, throws them off their cycle or makes them irregular. But, you know, starting off, we know girls typically are not regular. So 
clue them in on that, right? And give them signs. <laughs> give them, you know, give them things to look for. You know, the cramping. Yeah, we know it's not fun, but you want to educate them. It might be, you know, they might get cramping. Tell them where the cramping might be, right? In their abdominal. We're at in their abdominal. Scream. <laughs> you look at wife wants to jump my bones every minute. That one I'm not complaining about. Good. I'm glad, Chip Foo. You shouldn't be complaining about that. <laughs> you look at, you know, so you want to clue them in about the body. And if you don't really know, or maybe you don't remember back then, it could have been very traumatizing for your, oh, my God, we can't talk about this. Oh, my God, we got to hide this. I started my period. <gasps> yeah, it's taboo. You want to normalize the situation with your kids and with your teens. And what I mean by normalizing it, you want to hit on, this is normal. Every girl goes, or most girls, I should say, go through this and experience it so you're not alone. To normalize it like it's not a big deal, right? What I mean by not a big deal is that, you know, it's normal. It's very normal. That's what your body goes through. It sucks, okay? I'm glad I'm not a woman, right? I, I don't want to have a menstruation cycle every month. <laughs> um, I I give you women props, you know. It wasn't our fault that caused that, okay? It's just freaking how nature is. You got screwed <laughs> on that part. So, you know, teach them about the bodies, what's going to happen. Your mood might change. You might not be able to control your moods, but I want to help you and teach you how you're going to do that. You know, boys, teach them about the erection and that they can get people pregnant, right? When girls, you know, with the sperm formation, and uh, you know, usually when the sperm starts forming, that's like I said, usually around 13 um, when they first have their wet dream, first wet dream and stuff starts coming out. Now, I say 13 on average, right? There's some boys that do it earlier, some later. Like I said, it's different. And girls, the same thing. It's all across the board. But you want to prepare them and look at You can get pregnant. Um, we all know this. You know, that's the biggest fear for a kid that you're going to end up on the show freaking 16 and white trash pregnant. So, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> wait a minute. Did I just say that? That's just so wrong. Anyways, not to be biased, a prejudice. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. Anyways, you know, and that's we'll get into you know, the sexual aspects and how are you going to talk even more for sex? And I know Princess Fu mentioned that, that it's okay that you tell your kids you enjoy sex. Sex is healthy. It's to be enjoyed. Now, teens, right? You're going to have girls that are going to try to hop on guys. Yes, these teenage girls are freaking aggressive as hell now. Uh, not all of them, but a, there's, there's quite a few of them. They're aggressive. They will come on the boys. They will want to have sex. They will want to perform oral sex on these teen, young teenage boys, right? And I know Chip Foo's back there. Oh, shit, where the hell was I at that age? It never happened to me. <laughs> They're me either, Chip Foo, so you're not alone. You know, you look at, you know, it, it's changing a lot. So you want your kids to be educated, not be scared, paranoid of it like you are, or you're paranoid that something tragic is going to happen to your kids, and I hope not. I don't want your kid pregnant, and the biggest effed up situation is that, you know, religious, everybody, you know, would talk about all this aspect that the more you talk about sex, the more you will, what? 
educate your kids, right? And the more you, the bit, oh, I shouldn't say that. Sorry, I was reading chat. I got distracted. The, the biggest aspect is, you know, the old ad, religious, they try to scare you. Oh, my God. The more you talk about the sex, that means, oh, my God, the more your kids are going to want to have sex, the earlier they're going to have sex, the more they're going to have sex. Oh, my God, we're going to raise a bunch of heathens. Oh, my God. Sex is a very natural thing, right? Very natural things. Humans do it. Animals do it. Whatever. But you want to be safe, and you want it on your terms. And that's the thing about, you know, talking about pregnancy and birth control, uh, elements of all that, and setting boundaries that you do not do anything you don't want to do. The biggest thing is, especially when you have kids that maybe are more, uh, what do I want to say, shy or maybe lack self-esteem, which is sad, they, they might be easily, more easily pressured into doing stuff, oral sex, Maybe being manually stimulated, yeah, a.k.a. being fingered. Um, you know, play with that way, you know, give an oral sex, receive an oral sex, and maybe they don't want to, but they feel pressured into it. And this is where I want you to be able to talk to your kids and understand the boundaries. No, you don't do this. You don't, you need to knock that off, right? You need to set boundaries and you don't do anything that you're uncomfortable doing. Um, period, right? And even if you are comfortable doing it, don't do it. No, <laughs> You want them, you know, the birth control, the condoms and all this stuff. That's not promoting sex. You want your kids educated. That isn't giving your kid the green light to have sex. This is teaching them to be prepared, to be well-rounded and be more confident around the subject of sex, okay? And the teenage aspects, you know, going through menstruation, puberty, and all this stuff. Hormones are all over the place. They don't want to talk to you. And I like, you know, I have made my daughter so comfortable with her period that she has the tampon supplier. Oh, she has a tampon supplier at school. You know what? I think that's cool, fool. And that is awesome. It is. It's a part of life. So why do people always um, hide the stuff, right? Why do they hide it like it's taboo, that it's evil, that it's bad? Okay, it might be a little nasty and dirty. <laughs> but why do they hide it like it's some, like it's, what they call it? Oh, my God, the curse, the plague, right? I think that was back in freaking my grandparents' days or whatever. Like, yeah, it is the curse for you guys. I get it. Excuse me. But, you know, the more you talk about it and you're okay with it, it's a normal human Reaction, just like going to the bathroom, right? It, girls have their period. Yeah, so I shouldn't say, I don't want to say so what, as in belittling it, but it's nothing you tease. And you want to teach your boys, dads, and moms to respect girls. You don't want to tease them, and you don't want your kid, um, you know, your son going up, oh, God, she must be freaking on the rag. She must be having her period, whatever. You need to teach respect and all that. You might know it, but you don't say it, right? Or your boy will come back from school and be limping and all this stuff, and he, you're going to, oh, my God, what happened? I got kicked in the fun bags. No. <laughs> I had to throw that one out there for chip foo. <laughs> um, why, what happened? Oh, my God, I teased a girl about being on her period. Well, serves you right. You should have got kicked in the fun bags. No, or in the testicles, right? Get it right. You want to teach respect for, you know, boys, for girls' bodies, and, of course, the opposite, whatever. I'm not advocating uh, teaching girls to kick guys in the nuts unless it is for protection, 
I get it. You know, it's protection. I'm not saying guys don't deserve it, but you know, you can do some damage and ruin somebody for life. And you know, ladies getting kicked in the vagina too. It hurts too. You know, for protection, absolutely go right after them. Freaking kick those suckers off. Uh, but other than that, you know, you need to be okay and respect each other's bodies and everything. Boys need to respect, you know, girls go through this and it's okay for, you know, a lot of in fifth grade, a lot of, you know, they have sex, not sex edge, you know, human, uh, human health class, they call it or whatever, you know. Um, these are ways to help and educate your kids and they might know more than you do now. Now, you know, as your kids, you know, when they, you know, what happens if, do you want your kid to come to you and say, Mom, I'm getting ready to have sex. Mom, I love this girl. I want this girl. Or maybe this girl's hot and I just want to do her. No. <laughs> or this, this boy's really hot and I really want to have sex with him, Mom, Dad. And you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, what do I do now, right? It's very awkward. Would you want your kid to come up and talk to you about this and talk to you about it or... Oops, static from the phone. Sorry. And or would you want them just to go ahead and do it and you find out later? Oh my God, out of sight, out of mind, right? Oh my God. If I don't hear about it, it's not going on. I would want my daughter, my kids, I only have one kid, but you know, to be open and honest, you know, with me, not be afraid to come to me. And it, I remember this a few years ago. Oh, my God, it's probably been about four, oh, God, four or five years ago. Now, I was working with a 15, he was 16 at the time. And I had a parent call in and had issues. He was acting up with mom, wouldn't talk to her anymore. And they were tight, maybe too tight. And he got pissed at mom and he had a right right to be pissed and i told mom this she said you know whenever you're ready to have sex you know you can talk to me about anything ask me i'll even go and uh buy you condoms you know if you're having say i want you safe practice safe sex and all this elements and you look at these and you need to hit on um you need to look at, you know, the elements, you know, I want you protected. I want you safe. Talk to me. Any questions you have, I'll go buy you condoms, whatever, whatever. And he was dating this girl at the time for, you know, a while. And then they were dating for like almost a year. And he was 16 at the time. And um, she kept reiterating, you need, you want to have sex, you're ready to have sex, whatever. I'll go buy condoms, all this. Anyways, he comes up to mom one day. And that's sort of got him in to see me because mom was upset and thought he was disrespecting her. And I, I got it. But he comes up to mom, you know, very open. Like she wanted, uh, mom, so-and-so, you know, we love each other. We've been dating like a year. We were ready to have sex. And you said you would take me to buy condoms and everything. You know what mom did? She freaking grounded him for two freaking weeks. She grounded him for two weeks and she wondered, and he's in my office, and she's wondering why she won't, why her son won't talk to her anymore. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is why. You broke his trust. You did this. You did everything right, 
But then you freaking grounded him for two weeks because he wanted to have sex and you set him up like that? I wouldn't trust you either. We need to build the trust back, and that's what we're going to work on. I, I wouldn't trust you either. I wouldn't tell you a damn thing, thinking I'm going to get in trouble. you telling me one thing, and you totally were a hypocrite and turned that around. I don't want you to be in that situation, right? He, I, I, I didn't blame him, and I told the mom that. I don't blame him for not talking to you, not telling you anything, because you destroyed the trust in him. You set it all up, you know, all oh, great and all this, and it was almost like a power trip and all of a sudden because your anxiety when reality came oh everybody there when reality came um you know reality came and everything and you look at the situation to where um you totally blew it for your kid here you're telling him you take him to buy condoms any question and then he's ready to have sex and you bash him and you freaking chastise him and you ground him so I don't want you in that situation. You need to follow through with what you're going to do, right? And be okay. If they're going to have sex, you want to make sure they love each other. And the other thing with teenagers with sex, you know, not only the physical, condoms, protection, diseases, all that stuff, right, um, that can happen. The teenage pregnancy, everyone hits on the pregnancy aspect, so I'm not even going to get that. And girls need to be... Um, educated too some girls if they're on the pill and that's you know some girls are on the pill because they have terrible you know menstruation cycles they're irregular severe cramping um you know when they get older they could have endometriosis and all this stuff you know that where maybe birth control helps them with the pain i get it or maybe you're just afraid you want to put them on birth control just in case you want to educate your daughters. They have to take it on a regular basis, right? Timing, all that stuff with the oral contraception. Um, also, if they happen to get sick, right? They have strep throat, whatever, and they're on an antibiotic. You need to educate your daughters that, yeah, he's going to end up having like six kids with three or four women just because his mom wouldn't spend the time. Uh, that's possible, Chip Fu, but he also could get a complex that, uh, yeah, here, I'm going to screw everything now, Ma, just because you piss me off. <laughs> or, or he could end up maybe being scared of sex and being withdrawn from it because all of a sudden mom did this and she counteract that so i agree chip through it could go either way and that's you know the one aspect it can go to one extreme or another you know he he's a good kid he's a great kid um and you know i saw him a couple times i think mom didn't you you know she was sort of upset and wanted me to sort of take her side and you know i took her side with him being disrespectful towards her big time but you know, she needed to do the work and build up the trust. But anyways, going back on, you know, the sex and the contraception and the oral pill, if they're on the oral pill, um, you know, what the antibiotics that, you know, that can throw your, you know, you might have to restart the pill from when you cycle again. And, you know, you need to be educated with that with your girls, right? You don't want them to get prematurely pregnant, Right. And prematurely pregnant is any woman, anyone, um, anyone 
getting pregnant before they're freaking 30 years. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm joking around. I told my daughter, you ain't having kids until you're 40. No. <laughs> no. You look at, uh, they're a lot of work. A lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of money, all that good stuff. Um, and you want to be mature enough to handle it. But anyways, you know, the pregnancy aspect, you want to educate them on the pill and all that with the girls. Boys, you want to educate. Oh, I'll pull up it. I won't use the condom. Uh, there is a thing called pre-cum. And at that age, boys, I hate to tell you, you're probably not great at pulling out. So you want to be able to, you know, you want to use a condom. And I hate to say this, but as you get older, teenagers, whatever, there can be girls. And I know freaking women hate when I say this. And there are some women that give me props for this, but... They, they get older, 15, 16, 17, all of a sudden a girl is lonely, whatever, and wants to have sex, and, oh, here's a condom, and she ends up poking a hole in that condom uh, with a needle, whatever, and the boy won't even know. And I try to tell the boy, don't take a condom from a girl. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to be that way, but you know what? Um, don't take a condom from a girl. Because there could be a hole in it. I hope there isn't. But I trust and I love her and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, <gasps> you guys are on a rocky road and might be, you know, she thinks she's lo- losing you. And guess what? I-, I need to keep him. And all of a sudden, you know your little swimmer is coming. So I tell that, um, you know, to build trust. And girls, you need to be on a pill. And a lot of women are, oh, I need my daughter on the depot shot and all this stuff, right? The depot shot, I, and people, I've, you know, mentioned this before on other shows about even, you know, if you're on contraception for women, I'm not a huge fan of the depot shot, especially for teenage girls. I'm not a huge fan of the depot Provera shot for any women because, It's rare. There are rare occasions. I'm not going to say for everybody, but the majority, probably 95% of women that get the depot shot, they will freaking get moody, even worse, right? However, not only that, there is usually, I say usually, there is significant weight gain for most of the girls and women that are on the depot shot. And I know some, they might not want the pill because they're not responsible enough to take it. I get all that. You need to, you know, uh, you talk to your doctor, talk to your OB, um, daughter's OB about what is the best situation, you know, for your kid. But I am not, you know, the depot shot is, you know, usually older teens or whatever because the risk more pregnancy, whatever, and they might not, usually they're on it because the pill won't work for them. The pill might cause bleeding or even blood clots in them. We want our kids safe. We, I want you safe, ladies. So you need to be able to educate your kids, you know, about that. But the depot shot, the weight gain, and the mood, I'm just not a big fan of it whatsoever, okay? So, um... If you can, by all means, uh, stay away from the depot shot. I don't, I don't, you know, it's hard enough being a teenager or being a woman and we know body image. I'm just actually in my book, uh, now I'm writing about body image, you know, in your adult life as part of your sexuality. Um, 
and how important that is. And you know, with a teenager, it, it's hard. It's difficult. And all of a sudden, you know, you're battling all the pressures with that. You depot shot, and all of a sudden, freaking after you get the depot shot a month later, you gain freaking 20 pounds. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yeah, 15, 20 pounds in a month after the depot, and some gain more than that. So that I'm not a huge fan of it. If it is your only alternative, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> put a zipper on it. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, but I want girls safe, and I want them feeling good about themselves. Another aspect is about, you know, talk to your daughters about body image. And boys, too. Boys can be out short my whole life, right? Yeah. Oh, see, Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda. Welcome. Thank you, Rhonda. I gained 60 pounds on that damn shot. See, Rhonda, thank you for perfect timing. I'm just talking. Thank you for joining us. I don't know. You might have had class tonight with this uh, semester just starting. Oh, boy, I'll be there teaching uh, Thursday night. My baby, human sexuality. Yeah, 60 pounds on a depot shot, and that's one lady right there. Um, I'm telling you, most women on that depot shot in the first month after it, um, it's, it's freaking, you know, 15, 20 pounds on average and some gain more. Uh, oh, no class. Oh, okay. And you look at, I tell people to stay away from, but anyways, um, to educate yourself on all those aspects and also, you know, not doing anything you don't. And I talk about body image and right before I said hi to Rhonda, I didn't mean, uh, you know, go off again, but I don't want to be rude. You look at the situation, uh, with body image and trying to get them more comfortable with their body and it could be eating habit. We know moods and all this fluctuate and girls tend to gain more weight, you know, with puberty and all this stuff, you know, the importance of exercise. And let's face it, some, some girls are not in the athletic. Some boys are not athletic, but even going for a walk, you know, bike rides, whatever. Um, Oh, Princess Fu, uh, you know what? I don't think Av, Av, I'm usually with Av on Wednesday night. Once in a while, he'll show up on, he'll show up on Monday night here just to peek in and say hi if uh, there's no shows going on at rawradiox.com. But he's with me, or I should say I'm with him. My show is with Raw Radio X on Wednesday night, but Monday nights I do it right out of my office. Um, so that's where Av is, unless he's going to, poke his head in once in a while he does on Monday nights but I haven't seen him yet um so maybe if he's listening maybe he'll poke his head in and all this stuff he might be he might be just chilling out I know he needed a break and all this stuff and just chilling out trying to take care he's also been trying to take care of some stuff at the rawradiox.com studio in Detroit too so um Av is usually with me on Wednesday night just to clue you in because I'm doing my show with them. So that's where he's at. Or I should say, I don't know where he's at, but he's with me or I'm with them and with him on Wednesday night. So he'll be, uh, he'll be joining me. Okay. Yeah, he does. Oh, you do know. Okay. I didn't, I'm sorry. I wasn't being rude. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes he does listen on Monday evenings. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll poke his head in. We'll see. That'd be cool to have him. Um, you know, going in, you know, with the body image aspect, trying to talk and, you know, healthy eating habits and all that aspect. And try to hit on, you know, with body image with boys, you know, they could be too skinny. They could be not tall enough. All this aspect. Maybe some boys are growing beer, you know, mustaches now, getting more hairs, and he doesn't. 
Um, you talk about the body image with your kids when it relate. How does it relate to sexuality? Because remember, I said about their insecurities. They might end up doing something they'll regret, or maybe they'll end up being talked into something because they're low self-esteem because of their body image. That's where this comes into play. Okay, um, so it's important. You know, you are you. Don't discount how your teens feel about the body image aspects, okay? You want to hit on, um, you know, okay, I get it. I, Man, I get it, man. It sucks that you feel like you're maybe too chubby, too fat, too short, too skinny, um, not pretty enough. I, I'm not, I think you're beautiful, you know, whatever. You encourage them, but you get what they feel. Don't discredit how they feel. Oh, you're not ugly. You're not ugly. You know what? Why do you think that? Why do you feel you're ugly? What don't you like about yourself? Get them to open up and talk about it. And then we can, you know, and if it's that bad, get them some help. Bring them to me. You know, teenagers. I do work with teenagers still. <laughs> yeah, self-promoting. Um, you know, I do work with teenagers, you know, still individual adults. And, of course, majority are uh, couples. But, you know, I want their self-esteem feeling good. And I want them feeling good about themselves. You know, there are things we don't like about themselves, but the number one thing that parents do, I th- they do it, um, their intent is awesome, and they care, but they, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Don't. They're, you're not ugly. You're not. It's how they feel. Get them to open up. Get them to talk about why they feel that way, okay? What is it about them they don't like, they don't feel? Listen to them. Be their form. Don't try to discredit what they feel. I know your intent is to make them feel better, but ultimately they're going to feel like you're not listening. It almost sounds like uh, I'm talking about women too, right, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, guys, listen, right? Talk to them. But, you know, with the boy, this goes with boys and everything too, you know? Don't try to blow things off, you know, that much. Oh, my God, you're beautiful. What are you talking about? That right there, mom and dad, whatever, they don't get me. They don't understand where I'm coming from, okay? And it's important. I want them, I want you to be able to relate to your kids and have your kids feel like they relate to you. Now, um, I'm going to take a little, little breather, and then uh, we're going to come back, and I'm going to finish it up about what do you talk about your teens, about the enjoyment of sex? Ooh. Do you tell them? Your taboos, like me, uh, my sex talk, and I brought this up on a few shows before, was, Greg, I was 16 years old, right? And Well, I'm saying right. I was 16 years old. My mom came to me before. I don't know where my dad was at the time. And uh, I was getting ready for bed, you know, school, 16, all this. My sex talk, Greg, so help me, God, you get somebody pregnant, I'm going to come in there while you're sleeping and cut it off. That was my sex talk. Nothing about pleasing, nothing about enjoying, nothing about... <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, she's freaking serious. <laughs> and I was like, she ain't laughing, ain't joking around. She's freaking serious. So did that scare the hell out of me? Hell yes. And then, oh, God, growing up Catholic, oh, my God, don't even get me going on that. And good thing I'm not Catholic anymore, and I don't mean to be disrespectful I'm not. I respect everybody's beliefs, but I'm just glad I'm not. (laughs) Um, So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back. And how do you handle, 
Like Fu mentioned a long time ago that sex can be pleasurable and should be pleasurable and enjoyed. And also hit on the emotional elements about sex with your teenagers and how do you handle those situations, okay? We will be back in just a few moments, okay? This is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Be back in a few moments. Thank you. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. <laughs> Come on. Welcome back to the Art of Relationships radio show. We are 
into our last segment of the evening. Actually, I was going to get out of here early tonight, but I want to hit on uh, a crucial part, you know, getting into the elements about sex. And what do you tell your kids, your teenage kids about sex? You know, we talk about respect, respect for your body, talk about, um, you know, not only respect for your own body, respect for somebody else's, right? You don't want to, especially if, if I had a son and I heard he forced himself or, you know, tried taking advantage or forced himself on a girl, um, you know, being assertive is one thing, but, you know, forcing it and trying to make her feel like shit and a guilt trip and having sex, um, I would beat his ass. Uh, I, I would beat his freaking ass, okay, if I found out about that. Uh, I want him to be able to respect people, respect himself, and respect others, okay? And girls, you need to teach your daughters that they need to back out, call for help. And if he doesn't, I don't want anyone to get hurt or pressured into sex whatsoever. And this is what I want to teach, not only the physical elements of the body and all that, but the emotional that go along with it. And that's why I'm going to go out till 11 o'clock because I think it's very important. Not only, you know, the physical elements. And can you talk to, and I, I'm glad, Foo, you're open with your daughter and everything too. I think that's awesome. To where you are able to highlight and hit it, can sex, should sex be enjoyed? Yes, if they ask you that. It should be enjoyed. It should be pleasurable. It should be whatever. And do you teach your kids do you try it this way this way oral sex do you how do you give oral sex if they ask you i think it's sort of cool that your kids feel open enough to come to you and you're like holy shit go ask your dad (laughs) right go go google it (laughs) right you google it are you going to be able to be open with your kid and talk about these elements and i know a lot of women out there, there ain't no way in hell. And not only women, you know, their dads, you know, there ain't, oh my God, I can't talk to him about that. Can you teach your kid that sex should be enjoyed, right? And it's something that they should be okay with, right? And it needs to be their decision, right? Their decision. And, you know, how, you know, do they explore their body? I'm all about, you know, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And, oh, my God, how can I talk to my teens about this, right? Oh, my God. This is part of maturity. Would you want them to hear it from everybody else? Yeah, 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 yeah. That way I don't have to talk about it. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God, (laughs) right? Or do you want to help your kid and guide them? Isn't that our job as parents to teach our kids, right? And if we have taboos about our own sex, say even oral sex, are you going to go and tell your son or daughter, right? Oh, my God, never, ever, ever do that. I don't care. Even when you're married, you never give your husband a blowjob. You never suck his penis, you know, his cock. You better, that's just wrong, right? Go suck his penis. Um, you know, when you start throwing your taboos out on your kids, shame on you. It's their life. It is their life. And how dare you? Yeah, now I'm getting an attitude out there. How dare you tell them, right? Tell them that, um, you know, what do I want to say? That's taboo. Because you're not into something or whatever. How dare you sort of put that on your kid? You need to teach them safe. And you need, you know, I'm all about teaching them safety and everything else. But if you are not into, say, oral sex, you know, 
you don't tell your kids, don't do that, don't do that, don't, that's disgusting, that's all this, because you think that they might enjoy it, they might whatever. I'm not saying promoting it. There's two different things, and I know I'm going to get people, and I don't really care, that they're going to take me out of context. He said he should tell your kids to have oral sex. That isn't what I'm saying. And people take me out of context. I don't care, whatever. Um, you know, that's just your own emotional immaturity if you do and your own insecurities about it. But you do not want to put your taboos on your kids. That's their life. Um, and even when they grow up, that is, you know, shame on you for doing that. You want to talk to them about being safe and about doing stuff that they don't want to do, absolutely. And if the person they're with isn't okay with that or if they're not ready to do a certain thing, um, they need to be able to say no. And if someone teases them, bashes them, or criticizes them for not doing that, then they can kick the boy in the nuts, right? <laughs> or in the fun bags, as Chip Fu mentioned. None of the testicles, right? No. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Nowadays, there's a lot of women that are women, sorry, a lot of girls out there that are very assertive sexually. And they want, they'll grab the guy in the package. They're very, they'll start kissing the boy. They're very assertive nowadays. Not uh, girls, but a lot of them out there, they are aggressive little boogers. It's a changed world out there. So you want to instill this with the boys, too, that if they're uncomfortable whatever, they need to say no. And that doesn't mean they're not a boy. That doesn't mean they're not gay. If they get teased, oh, what are you, gay? Oh, you're not boy enough, man enough. I'm a boy and not a man anyways. But whatever, the, you know, whatever, get out of my face, you know. I'm confident enough to say no, and that doesn't mean there's something wrong with me, man. There's something wrong with you, so get it out of my face, you little bitch hoe. No. <laughs> I'm, te- <laughs> I'm teasing. But, you know, with, get them, you know, whatever, they have a right to be pleased. They have a right to enjoy themselves and everything else. And Princess Fu, I, I, I saw what you did. I was just on a roll. This is huge. Um, and I agree with Princess Fu, and this is so freaking important, that with technology, I'm glad you brought this up, Fu. I actually didn't even, I forgot all about this. This is, this is so important, that with t- technology about phones recording, you know, if they are doing something sexual or making out or whatever, make sure the computers are off, closed, that their passwords are not exposed that they don't t- you know shut the damn phone off they can be recorded audio or video record both you know and end up on freaking the internet and all this stuff you don't want that and i know a couple high schools around uh metro detroit area they have these uh i don't know if they shut them down but they were up as far as last year you know all these freaking high school kids they were uh it's a freaking uh like nude, uh, nude photos, you know, high school nude photos of kids of these high schools, you know, and then they found out about them. I don't know if they shut them down or whatever, but yeah, they're freaking tit shots, dick shots, ass shots, body shots, whatever. And they're freaking putting them all online and like proud of it. And the parents, um, you know, they had no clue. And then they found out and, so you need that. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you so much, Fu. 
um, you know, with technology. Make sure the phone is off. The guy doesn't have his phone or whatever. He, you know, the boy or girl, that you need to respect that partner. If they're not respecting you, they do that. You need to be careful. You don't have to be, I don't want you, it might be good to be a little paranoid, whatever, but you need to be confident enough to make sure that shit ain't going on. And that's about self-respect because that can, that can cause havoc on you if it gets out, you know, recorded, um, you know, they share it to a, with a friend and that friend, you, you get to gist. Or if it's online, you know, the audio, the video, all that stuff, that can haunt you for a long time, okay? And I've dealt with um, teens before, teenage girls that unfortunately had their stuff, um, photos got passed around, videos got passed around, um, you know, they're 16 years old, 15 years old. Yeah, if I had one that was 15 years old, um, video, freaking videotape and didn't think anything of it. And she knew she was being videotaped, um, you know, pictures. And they got bought, you know, got in trouble. And all of a sudden, the whole school knows and wanting to switch schools. And it, it's, it's very, very demoralizing. So you want to educate them on the emotional aspects as well. So thanks so much about the technology aspects and be aware of that, Foo. Um, very much appreciate it. Now, I'm all about, you know, sex can be enjoyed and should be enjoyed um, with your kids. I'm all, I, no, no, oh, my God, that sounded so sick. I'm not saying you have sex with your kids. No. <laughs> Talk to your kids. That's just wrong. I am getting tired. That's just wrong. Talk to your kids that sex is something that should be enjoyed. It should be respected. And you know what? At that age, it should be with someone you care about, right? You know, when you get older, whatever, you whatever. Uh, you know, I, I did shows on, you know, one-night stands and booty calls and hookups, whatever, for adults. Um, some people are going to say, why should it be any different for tit, kid, tits? <laughs> oh, boy. For kids or teens, right? Um, it is. Because of the emotional aspects, and that's what I want to get into. You can enjoy the physical pleasures of your body, and it should be there to enjoy. You should be respected. I already said that. I'm repeating myself. I know that. You, the respect factor is huge. But what happens with the emotional entity? I'm not saying, you know, what happens if you do have sex with somebody, a girl or a boy? Nowadays, it's not just the boys breaking the girl's hearts. These girls are breaking the boys' hearts big time. Having sex with the boy and then dumping them, having sex with somebody else next, you know, the next weekend or next day even. Yeah, this, believe me, I I tell you stories and freaking parents all freaking flip shit from stories I hear from teenagers and stuff. Not all of them. I'm not, I don't want to freak everybody out, but from a lot, you know, all this stuff's going on and the girls do it too. But it's the emotional aspects. You know, what happens if you have sex and, or it could be oral sex and you really like them, really think you love them. Remember, don't chastise your kid. Oh, you're not in love. You don't know what love is like. It, it, it's very deep and it's very genuine for them. It, it's very real for them. So don't get in there and, oh, you don't know what love is. You don't know what really love is. It, 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 it. You know what? You need to knock that off. Because your kids are going to shut down. They ain't going to talk to you anymore because you don't get them. Got it? And I'm trying to help you so you get closer, more connected with your kids, and teach them to be smarter and wiser and more self-respect. And 
self-respect also means that they can enjoy, you know, if they choose to have sex, I'm not promoting it, but if they choose to, that it should be enjoyed physically, emotionally, and all that stuff. But with the emotional aspects, you know, what happens? You really like a boy, girl, whatever. You have sex with her and she dumps your ass or he dumps you. Or if you have sex and it's first time and all this stuff, and let's face it, first time might not be, typically is not that pleasant. It could hurt, and you need to educate the girls on that. With boys, it might not unless, you know, the anal sex. Oh, my God, my boy. Yeah. But, um, you know, with the girl and all this stuff, that you need to educate. It could hurt. You know, be prepared. You know, be a little scared. And your partner should understand that. And I'm not promoting sex, but get that. But what happens with the emotional aspect? You might think you can handle things. You know, oh, if he does break up, you're going to be okay with yourself. Or she dumps you and has sex with somebody else. That can be so earth-shattering. That's earth-shattering for a lot of us adults. But with teenagers, with their emotions being so intense and... Do I want to say out of control? Yeah, they just might not be able to make sense or be able to control them as well as us as we mature. That, you know, you want to hit on the emotional aspects of sex and the aftermath. What happens? You could be great if they, you know, you hold each other and, you know, you love each other and all that stuff. Or you feel like you love each other. Excuse me. But you want to prepare your kids not only for the physical pleasures of sex, but... The emotional, what happens after the fact? It's not to scare them, right? It's not to threaten them. It's not to berate them, belittle them, all that stuff, or to come across as a power trip because your kid's going to shut down, your teen's going to shut down. It's to educate them and tell them, you know what? You're there just, this might happen. And, you know, you might not think it. You might think it might, oh, it'll never happen. He would never do that to me. She would never do that to me. Whatever, it could happen, but you just try to educate them. And if it does and they get their heart broken, oh, see, I told you, don't do that. Um, as a, Don't do that. Just be supportive and be there for them. I told you so. I told you so. I told you. Oh, it's your own fault. I told you. Just freaking be there for them, okay, emotionally aspects. Because that, that's a big difference, you know, between adult and I talked about the booty con and all that stuff. Um, one night stands, knock yourself out, whatever you're into, just be safe. But with teenagers, the aspect with that is the emotional elements at stake, okay? They're more intense, more um, derivative of maybe heartbreaks that are hard to get over and hard to work through at that age because their life, they might think it's over with, and I don't want them to go into a depressive state, you know, or want to hurt themselves or anything. I'm not saying they will. I just, I want you to be prepared and educate them on the emotional aspects. You know, that sex, like I said, it is, it is to be enjoyed. Don't have sex just to do it. Um, yes, sex should feel good. It should feel good. It should be enjoyed. And if there's some things you don't like, you don't like, and you don't, don't do it, right? Teach your kids. And part of teaching your kids is for you to, Maybe grow yourself sexually, grow yourself, you know, emotionally uh, mature wise uh, to be able to talk to your kids and be able to handle it. Like I said, you don't want to be your kid's best friend, but you also want to teach them that you're there to help them and you want what's best for them. You might not know what it is, right? As parents, we might not know what's best for our kids. We might think we do or whatever, right? 
but you want to teach them that your main focus is, as a parent, right, is you're not getting anything out of it. Remember that. Teach your kids. I tell parents from, you know, from teach your kids from day one even that you are not getting anything from them, right? You're not trying to get in their pants, and that goes for boys or girls. You're not trying to just have sex. You're not trying to take anything from them. You better not be, or maybe you need to be in prison or maybe beat the shit out of and then uh, be put in prison. Um, but hear me out. You look at um, the element that, you know, as parents, we're here to help you, to teach you. Yeah, to bust your butt if needed, right? Um, to get in trouble, there's consequences. We, more, more parents need to teach consequences and follow through. But anyways, when it comes to sex and everything else, you know, we're not trying to get in your pants. We're, I'm not trying to, you know, get anything off from you. I'm not trying to get bragging rights. I'm not trying to, if I have sex with you, I'm not going to go brag and all this stuff. Woohoo, guess what? And it gets all over the school. I want you to prepare them that you want what's best for them. You want them safe. You want them well-adjusted. Teach them that. You know, trying to throw power trips, fear factors, that, don't do that, okay? That's immature, and it's a very ignorant, uneducated way of handling situations, right? Teach them that. You know, teach them the emotional aspects of that and be there for your teens when they're there. Now, everyone's, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, Greg Dzinski, professional counselor, he's promoting sex with teens. I am not, Okay. However, I want you to educate your kids. They teach them to be more aware, more apprised of those situations, and to make good choices for them. Not to be afraid of sex, but to be educated about it. Not only the physical elements and that sex should be enjoyed physically, but also, you know, the emotional maybe atrocities that could happen. I hope not, but, you know, hoping it's going to happen. Uh, to teach them about the emotional down, you know, aspects that are that could happen. That you're there to help them and protect them. That you're not getting any benefits out of it. You're not getting in his pants, her pants for bragging rights or ego trips or anything else. Okay. So hopefully it was educational. Some people are, I know, they're flipping shit. Oh my God, I can't believe he's saying we should do this with our kids and talk to our kids. I want your kids to be well-rounded, uh, to be self-confident, and not be afraid and ashamed of talking about sex, okay? It's a human nature aspect, okay? From day one, you know, about labels, about, you know, talking with your kids, like I said at the beginning of the show, name it what it is, medically, right? Physiologically, that's what it's called by doctors, by medical community. It's a penis. It's a vagina, and we can go from that elements, okay? This has been the Art of Relationships radio show. Thanks for listening, people. Make sure you tune in Wednesday night live, 9 o'clock, and I'll be with rawradiox.com, and I'll be with uh, my man, my friend, Sebastian, a.k.a. Avenue, uh, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Uh, I will list or post, I should list, post all the information on Facebook. As always, uh, please check out my website uh, for counseling services and everything else. It's uh, the art 
www.lifeofrelationships.org. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show, um, advertising on the show, and it's a great, very reasonable way to get your business out there and to get people pulled into your audience, uh, audience, customer base, sorry. Uh, you can check that out, the Art of Relationships Radio Show dot org. And there's links, of course, uh, on the Art of Relationships dot uh, org website, um, on Facebook often, um, other ways. I'm looking at other ways to help people out there. Thank you so much for the support and everything out there, people. Everybody have a nice evening. I will be back here. Well, actually in Detroit, uh, 9 p.m. with rawradiox.com. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you so much. The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.